We're so glad that you're here and um, in another uh, place of worship that we uh, used in the past, and now we're using it. They may have used, we were trying to think, but I know in the 20 years we've never had church out here, have we? Nope, so anyway, John would know. John, did we ever have church out here in the 80s, 90s? Okay, well, then all our angels are smiling down on us. We did, oh, Teresa, sorry, I forgot. Okay. I was telling somebody that we had a picture I don't know, the 60s or 70s, we have some of the elder, the ladies, you know, from the 70s or 80s, and they're all in their uh, lined suits, get it, you know, lined, and they're all out here, you know, sitting against the thing, and they're in their two or three, you know, with a pantyhose and everything, and I'm like, <gasps> anyway. Okay, let's see, we welcome everyone here, uh, we do welcome um, Sharon as our minister today, she's been um, with us online, on Zoom, on Zoom services the last couple of weeks, and so if you ever, um, you know, want to get on Zoom, you know, we're here at 1030 every day, uh, every, not every day, every Sunday, so if you uh, look at your emails or message, um, see if you can help get signed in. We do have a special, um, let's see here. We have a couple announcements to make if uh, you follow us on the, um, you know, in the calendar. Fortunately, uh, Olga is out sick today, and Philip is out sick today. I'm not sure exactly. It's probably exhaustion or overwork. He's been doing a lot. Maybe we'll open up the sanctuary, one of the door, side doors, and you can peek in because the floor is not there. But you can peek in to see what the work is like. Philip's really been here a lot. Um, let's see. Our Sunday school class, we meet on Wednesday nights, and um, Bill... Bill Vaughn has been our leader. It's really interesting. He really gets into the history of the towns, is it towns, villages, wherever that we're, we're talking, the, the services, uh, the lesson is about. So he really gets in on that, and that's really interesting. That's at 7 o'clock on Wednesday nights. Uh, and let's see, the first announcement is really important. I'll just read it, uh, that this beautiful tabernacle has even longer history than the beautiful sanctuary we are currently restoring. This is a meeting place where people gathered by horse and buggy for services long before our church was built. And we're happy that we're that uh, you all are here for this wonderful Easter Sunday. If I can remember, where's Luann? Luann would know the story. Um, that Olita and her family, I mean, they only they just lived right over there. But they would come here on um, wagons or something like that and spend a couple days here or something like they that. It seems... But they would make, yeah. they would camp, you know, with their wagons here, and you know, it's it's only, you know, we all know where Alita lives, so. But that's what they used to do, and of course, you know, our mound. Uh, I don't know if anyone saw that, but our mound, uh, he, um, Mark, uh, he he put a service on there yesterday. People were up, people even were up there this morning, a couple of them. So they had the Easter sunrise service. <laughs> So anyway, uh, enough of that. Uh, let's see here. And just to let you know, the Presbyterian women, we do have a, a, we join in with the Trinity, and it's on Wednesday, April 14th, not Saturday, but April, Wednesday, April 14th is the next day. I've been doing it. Tammy's been in there a couple times. It's a real nice bunch of ladies up there that, you know, don't know anything about, sad, the people that live up north side of town don't know anything about 3040 they you know or flower mound road you know you go, where what it's like you know this church has been here longer than you've been once but but i'm bummed and let's see here just uh let's see here sorry um and at this time because of the uh we're gonna have we're gonna ask for uh joys and concerns now because during the when we normally have joys and concerns it's in be- in the middle of our um, communion and it'll be just a little bit. So does anybody have any joys concerns they'd like to? I'd say the people that aren't here, you know, reminder about the sick, um, especially uh, Olga and Philip. And yes, Bill? I have a concern for Philip. He's ill today and we put on a lot of work trying to get this church back in order. He's like our hall monitor, our church monitor, I think. <laughs> There's probably more action here than, you know, with his dog, you know, screaming at his dog. But, you know, he's, he's yeah. So remember Philip. And, of course, he always likes food. He's one of those guys. He'll eat ice cream at 10 o'clock in the morning. He'll just bring whatever leftovers, whatever. He, he appreciates anything. So remember Philip. Okay. Any others? Teresa, how are you doing? Hanging in there? Yep. Yeah. I'm glad you're here. And Corey's here. And Angela. And Andrew, Dorothy's here. 
it's just a joy to gather together to worship this morning because I have missed seeing everyone mm -hmm. and it makes it so nice to just be here together and I'm very thankful for that. Oh, we're, we're glad to see you. I was going to send you a note the other day, and I'm like, oh, hopefully she comes. So. Our granddaughter, Sarah, got married, uh -huh. so we're, that's a joy. We're praying that it will turn her life around, you know, to be better. <laughs> he seems like a very nice young man, so we're grateful for that. Oh, that's good. That's always marriage as you. Uh, anyone else? Okay, and let's have a uh, few moments to prepare for worship. And welcome back, Dr. Brown. We can't forget yeah. you. you know. <laughs> we missed your music. We missed you. Because all those services, you know, from like when Pastor Lucian was here, they're all gone off the machine. Unless they're on, are they still on YouTube videos? I don't know. But a lot of them say that they only are here for, you know, two months yeah, or so. Right. Sorry to say your history, bud, but okay. we're glad you're here. So. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yes. If you brought, if you haven't put any flowers up here, we, um, you can do it at this time. Hi, Trace. Oh, sorry. We're gonna do preparation for worship. Well, I have a thing about the flowering of the cross. The flowering of the cross is an ancient and meaningful tradition that represents the transition from Good Friday to Easter, from meditation on Jesus' death to joyful celebration of the resurrection so as you come forward to pin your flowers on the cross let's watch it take life Thank you, Dr. Brad. We needed that.
If, uh, if you're able to stand, we have a litany for Easter. This is a day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Hallelujah. The, the Lord is risen indeed. This is the good news we have received, in which we stand, by which we are saved. Alleluia, the Lord is risen indeed. That Christ died for our sins, was buried, and rose again on the third day. Alleluia, the Lord is risen indeed. He appeared to Peter and to the twelve and to many faithful witnesses. Alleluia, the Lord is risen indeed. At last he came to us that we might believe and proclaim the good news to the world. Alleluia, the Lord is risen indeed. In our prayer, O God, you gave your only Son, who suffered death on a cross for our redemption, and by his glorious resurrection you delivered us from the power of death. Grant us to die daily to sin, that we may live with him in the joy of resurrection through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. And it's our hymn of praise, Christ the Lord is risen today. to the Lord our God. It is right to give our thanks and praise. Through our baptism, we were made citizens of God's king, kingdom, freed from the bondage of sin. Let us give thanks for the promises made at our baptism. Please join me as we give thanks through the words of our prayer printed in your bulletin. O Lord our God, we give thanks for by the power of your Holy Spirit poured out upon us in baptism. Fill us with the joy of resurrection so that we may be a living sign of your new heaven and new earth through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen.
Christ himself bore our sins upon the cross so that free from sins we might live for righteousness. Trusting in God's grace, let us confess our sins. Almighty God, in raising Jesus from the grave, you shattered the power of sin and death. We confess that we remain captives to doubt and fear, bound by the ways that lead to death. We overlook the poor and the hungry and pass by those who mourn. We are deaf to the cries of the oppressed and indifferent for calls for peace. We despise the weak and abuse the earth you made. Forgive us, God of mercy. Help us to trust in your power to change our lives and make us new, that we may know the joy of abundant grace in Jesus Christ our Lord. In this moment of silence, we lift our petitions for our personal sins to God. Let us pray. God's promise. I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Everyone who calls on the name will, of the Lord will be saved. In the name of Jesus Christ, we are forgiven. Thanks, Thanks be to God. Amen. Amen. today is prepare our hearts O God to accept your word silence in us any voice but your own that hearing we may also obey your will through Jesus Christ our Lord amen, amen. Oops, sorry the wind's not helping uh, our Old Testament lesson today is found in the book of Isaiah chapter 25 and I'll read verses 6 through 9 On this mountain, the Lord of hosts will make for all peoples a feast of rich food, a feast of well-aged wines, of rich food filled with marrow, and of well-aged wines strained clear. And he will destroy on this mountain the shroud that is cast over all peoples, the sheet that is spread over all nations. He will swallow up death forever. Then the Lord will wipe away the tears from all faces and the disgrace of his people. He will take away from all the earth, for the Lord has spoken. He, it will be said on that day, Lo, this is our God. We have waited for him so that he might save us. This is the Lord for whom we have waited. Let us be glad and rejoice in his salvation. Amen. Our psalm reading this morning is Psalm 118, verses 1 to 2 and 14 to 24. This psalm is centered on God in a movement that expresses gratitude and admiration, joy, and praise. In the King James Version, the Lord is mentioned in almost every verse. And this psalm is one of the so-called Egyptian Hallel's and is likely the song that is mentioned in the Matthew and Mark stories of Jesus' Last Supper. The singing of Psalm 118 is incredibly profound when considering the events of the, that were taking a place around Jesus at the Last Supper with his disciples. It praises God for his righteousness. Listen for God's word. Psalm 118, 
Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His steadfast love endures forever. Let Israel say, his steadfast love endures forever. It is better to take refuge in the Lord than to put confidence in princes. All nations surround me. In the name of the Lord, I cut them off. They surrounded me, surrounded me on every side. In the name of the Lord, I cut them off. They surround me, surrounded me on every side. In the name of the Lord, I cut them off. They surrounded me like bees. They blazed like fire of thorns. In the name of the Lord, I cut them off. I was pushed hard so that I was falling. But the Lord helped me. The Lord is my strength and my might. He has become my salvation. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our reading from John this morning begins with the first with the first verse of chapter 20 and goes through verse 18. Here we find Mary Magdalene making her way early in the morning to visit the tomb of Jesus. In a companion reading from the Gospel of Mark, we learn Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of James and Salome, brought spices so that they might go and anoint him after the sun had risen. And although the tellings vary, the result is a stain. The stones rolled back, and Jesus is not where they put him. Listen for God's word. Early on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb and saw that the stone had been removed from the tomb. So she ran and went to Simon Peter and the other disciples, the one whom Jesus loved, and said to them, They have taken the Lord out of the tomb, and we do not know where they have taken him. Then Peter and the other disciple set out and went toward the tomb. The two were running together, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. He bent down to look in, and he saw that the linen wrapping was lying there, but he did not go in. Then Simon Peter came following him, and he went into the tomb. He saw the linen wrappings lying there, and the cloth that had been on Jesus' face was rolled in a place by itself. Then the other disciple, who reached the tomb first, also went in, and he saw and believed, for as yet they did not understand the scriptures, that he must rise from the dead. Then the disciples returned to their home. But Mary stood weeping outside the tomb, and as she wept, she bent over to look into the tomb, and she saw two angels in white, sitting where the body of Jesus had been lying, one at the head and the other at the foot. They said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? She said to them, They've taken my Lord, and I don't know where they've taken him. When she had said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there, but she did not know who it was. Jesus said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you looking for? Supposing him to be the gardener, she said to him, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you've laid him, and I will take him away. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned and said in Hebrew, Rabboni, which means teacher. Jesus said to her, Do not hold on to me, because I have not yet ascended to the Father. But go to my brothers and say to them, I am ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene went and announced to the disciples, I have seen the Lord. And she told them the things that he had said to her. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. Whoops. That's good for it. And let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts bring all honor and glory to you, O God. Amen. Amen.
There was no great celebration, no flowering of the cross, no voices raised in Christ the Lord is risen today. Hallelujah for Mary Magdalene as she returns to Jesus' tomb. Grief, pure, unadulterated grief. That's how we begin our gospel reading today as we conclude our Lenten journey to the cross and arrive at the tomb. We are met with Mary Magdalene as she arrives at the tomb alone. She's not come with others. She didn't bring spices to anoint the body of her beloved Jesus. She has come alone to grieve the ones she loved in private. Then she's met with unbelief. They have rolled the stone away, so she runs and tells others. She finds Peter and the one whom Jesus loved, and she tells them, They've taken the Lord out of his tomb, and we don't know where they've put him. And so the foot race began. They began to run to the tomb, but the other disciple outran Peter, and he arrived first. He bent down and saw the linen wrappings, but he didn't go in. Peter goes in, sees the linen wrappings, lying there, and is joined by the other disciple. We're told he looks in, sees the linens, but yet did not understand the scripture that Jesus said he must rise from the dead. Who among us has not stood at the grave of a loved one and wept in pure, unadulterated grief? Who is this unnamed disciple whom Jesus loved? Is it John? Or is it us? It can be interpreted as all of us. I wonder how many times we see the signs of resurrection all around us and yet don't see them. They return to their home. This is the line that's always intrigued me, that they return because they'd seen the burial cloth and recognized Jesus' body had not been stolen because if it had, they would have taken his burial cloth with him. The thieves wouldn't have taken time to neatly roll his headcloth and place it in a different spot. The disciples might have found it on the ground, but not if Jesus' body had been stolen. If someone raised him as he raised Lazarus from the dead, he would have come out in his burial linens, like Lazarus did, not left them behind. So there's a lot to ponder here. So I leave you to ponder with me. All we're left with is they return to their home. How many of us retreat to the safety of our homes or our other safe place when we're confronted with something that's just too big for us to grasp or to understand? Or we need time to think and process what we've seen or heard or something that's happened. We go home where it's safe and secure to process. Perhaps share it with a few close friends to help us make sense of it. Wouldn't they do the same? I don't know the answer to that. I can only wonder. Commentators vary in their interpretation of this verse. Some say they return to fast and to pray and consult with the other disciples about what to do next. And some say they left so they wouldn't be questioned by the authorities that were hanging around. And that makes sense. What they agree on is after looking in the tomb and finding the burial cloth, they believed Jesus had what Jesus had told them all along. In three days, he would rise from the dead. The men left. They left and returned to their homes, leaving Mary Magdalene alone, alone in her grief alone in her wondering where it had gone and who had taken the body of Jesus. They returned home, but Mary stayed. She stayed alone. She stayed determined to find out what had happened to Jesus. She wasn't giving up on the friend, the one she loved. She was determined to find him and not let him go. Find him she did. Not as she expected, but in the form of the one she thought was the gardener. It was only through his speaking 
and calling her by name, that she recognized him. Jesus said to her, Do not hold on to me, because I have not yet ascended to the Father. But go to my brothers and say to them, I am ascending to my Father and to your Father, to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene went and announced to the disciples, I have seen the Lord. And she told them what these things that he had said to her, confirming all that he had taught them and taught us as well. In this story, we have all the elements of death. We have grief. We have a tone, tomb. We have those who don't believe what they hear until they see it with their own eyes. We have those who run away from their grief and the one who stays behind to grieve in person, in private. We have all the elements of death, except the funeral. The best funeral I ever attended was for my best friend's 15-year-old daughter, Cassie. Cassie died way too young after fighting a years-long battle with leukemia that ravaged her tiny body, but it didn't destroy a spirit that's bigger than all of us combined. I was there the night she died. It began with that middle-of-the-night phone call that we never want to receive. Um, She'd spent most of the past year in the hospital running the halls, working with the researchers, trying to learn what they could do, because when she grew up, she was going to be a researcher. Um, She was cheering up other patients, and her bright, smartly eyes and her smile even cheered up other parents who were worn and weary in their waiting. Like I said, the night she died began with a phone call. Come on, Mom, I have to go now. She was excited. She told her mom she was leaving the hospital, and so we raced to the hospital to find out what was going on. All she talked about in her final moments was the beautiful garden waiting for her. She saw herself running free and chasing clouds and her favorite puppy. And Jesus was waiting for her. She couldn't wait to get there. And she passed peacefully with a huge smile on her face and her face gazing up at the corner of the room where Jesus was waiting. And she faded away. Her funeral was like none other I have ever attended. She wanted her gravestone to say, cheeseburger, cheeseburger, french fries. (laughs) So that whenever anyone saw it, they would laugh. And that was the spirit of Cassie. Her family and friends gathered to celebrate her life. And while it was a sad time, it was a joyous celebration of this young spirit that was Cassie. And I'll never forget it. As we gathered, we were all given balloons. And it was a kind of gray, cloudy day like today. And as we released them, a hole opened in the clouds. And this brilliant beam of sunlight came down and touched Cassie's grave. And as we released the balloons, they were they along with 15 white doves, one representing each year of Cassie's young life, were just sucked up into that beam of light and carried into the hole. And when the last one had gone through, hope closed. Everyone stood with goosebumps and shaking. And even the young man that was playing taps just stopped and stood still. Before joining the family at their home following the service, I needed a bit of time, so I headed for the lake. As I sat there, my safe place. (laughs) Uh, So as I sat there, the clouds cleared away, and the sky was filled with brilliant slashes of orange and yellow and gold and silver. And I couldn't help but think, it's a great day for angels to fly. We had truly celebrated the life and death and resurrection of Cassie, a young girl taken before her time. But that's what we're here to celebrate today. The life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Our pain and our grief have been left behind. 
The angels are soaring overhead, and the stone has been rolled away. The burial cloths have been rolled and left behind, and the cross turned from a barren wooden place of mourning to a blooming representation of the garden that is waiting on the other side of life. Proof that resurrection is coming, that Jesus Christ, the gardener, is waiting for us as well, and he's calling us the other disciples, to go to our brothers and sisters and share his message. And that, my friends, makes this a great day for angels to fly, even if they're helicopters. We have the power of resurrection right here within us. Twelve disciples left the resurrection behind and went out into the community and the world and told the story of Jesus love to others and built a church that's lasted for more than 2,000 years. They were a small but mighty band of committed disciples. And as I look out here, I see a small but mighty band of committed disciples. Disciples who are the merry standing alone outside the doors grieving what has gone before. Disciples who are the Mary Magdalene and Mary the mother of James who on their way to announce the dead have found the stone rolled back, making room for new life. I guess my question is, are you going to be the one standing at the door when they close it for the last time, weeping? Or are you going to be the one that goes out into the world proclaiming, the Lord is risen, the Lord is risen indeed. And this time, in this place, being the disciples who went forth into the community and world, the disciples proclaiming this to the stranger on the road, have you not seen, have you not heard what is happening at Flower Mound Presbyterian Church and inviting them to come and join you here? Think about this. If it wasn't for the women running to the disciples and telling this story, this would be just another day. We would not be here celebrating the risen Christ. It's the actions of the disciples proclaiming, moving through the communities, telling the stories, proclaiming what God is doing in this place, restoring hope, providing healing, food for the hungry, clothes for the naked, water for the thirsty, hope for the hopeless comfort for those who are grieving and mourning. This is what we're called to do. To go and proclaim to the world Christ the Lord is risen today. Alleluia. Amen. And let us pray. O holy God, we give you thanks for Jesus Christ, your only begotten Son, who gave us life that we might have life. We have heard his command, go and tell others. Give us the power of the Holy Spirit to lead us and guide us as we go forth from this place to proclaim your love, the love of Jesus Christ to those we encounter. In Jesus' holy name we pray, amen. And let us stand and join our voices in our affirmation of faith that is printed in your bulletin. We believe life in Christ is eternal. The resurrection of Jesus is the sign that God will consummate the work of creation, reconciliation beyond death, and bring fulfillment in life begun in just And let us join our voices in singing, Thine is the glory.
This wind is making us exercise a little more. So anyway. <laughs> Let's see. Here's the call to offering. The Lord prepares a table for us in the presence of our enemies. God anoints us with oil. Our cup overflows. In the spirit of first believers, we are called to share our goods in common and contribute to the needs of the poor with glad and generous hearts. Let us offer our lives to the Lord. Amen. Amen. dedication together God of resurrecting hope we thank you with grateful hearts recognizing how much you have given us in Christ and what his gift has cost bless the gifts we bring so that we may have and joy we feel today in the world you love so dearly in the name of your greatest love Jesus Christ we pray amen sacrificed for us. Therefore, let us keep the feast. Alleluia. The Lord be with you. And also with you. We lift our hearts to the Lord. We lift them to the Lord.
in honor of COVID protocols, <laughs> we're distributing the elements a little bit differently this morning. In every time and every age, oh God, it is good and faithful that we give thanks for your mercy is sure and your steadfast love endures forever. In your compassion, you give us Christ Jesus who sets us free from death and leads us to eternal life. So with all creation, with all the needy and all the hungry ones, with all those who have enough and plenty, and with all creatures big and small, with sun and moon and stars, with saints of every age and time, we praise your name and join in the unending hymn. At the end of each petition, you'll hear the words, Resurrect, renew, and revive your people, O God. And your response is, hear our prayer. And let us pray. God of new beginnings, break into your church with resurrecting power. Where congregations have drifted apart through months of distancing, re-energize the connections and commitment needed for ministry. Where divisions and disagreements hinder mission and service, reconcile people and personalities with a sense of common purpose. Where gathering resources or finding new leaders presents challenges. Renew trust in your faithfulness and hope that remembers the empty tomb. Resurrect, renew, and revive your people, O God. Hear our prayer. God of new possibilities, break into our relationships with resurrecting power, where there are vibrant and life-giving nurture. Nurture and sustain them, where they are marked by memories of hurt or current misunderstanding. Refresh them with forgiveness and reconciliation, where they are neglected or taken for granted. Open eyes to the great gift we offer each other, Resurrect, renew, and revive your people, O God. Hear our prayer. God of new opportunity, break into the governance of your world with resurrecting power. Stir the minds and hearts of leaders to work for justice, understanding the equitable sharing of resources. Where laws are unjust or those who enforce them corrupt, Call those in power to account and lift up the voices of protest. Where the pandemic presents new problems and complicated decisions, bring wisdom, compassion, and cooperation to all in authority. Resurrect, renew, and revive your people, O God. Hear our prayer. God of new life, break into the situations of illness and pain and grief and loss with resurrecting power. Where there is sickness of body and mind or spirit, bring healing and hope. Where people mourn the loss of relationships or dreams, bring comfort and courage to go on. Where those who serve and care and maintain our common life are exhausted, bring rest and renewal. Resurrect, renew, and revive your people, O God. Hear our prayer. God of Easter Day, break into our moments of celebration and joy. Give us gratitude, the impulse to share in a spirit of grace and understanding. Resurrect, renew, and revive our spirits, O God. God of new creation, break into the circumstances and places in lives that we have spoken and are printed in our order of worship. We lift up the joys of being here, gathered in this place to worship this day. We lift our concerns for Olga and Philip, and we give thanks for the contributions they make to this congregation that are so big and so many and too hard to even name. They truly are your disciples, Christ. We lift up our prayers for Bill and Teresa and Richard. For Bill, Paul, Melanie, and her family. 
for Angela and Ron and Cloyce, for Jim D, Jim M, and the Anataki family, and for Kayla and Audrey. We pray for this church as they seek a new pastor and for the one you are preparing to serve here. God of the listening heart, hear our prayers for those we name in the silence of our hearts. Resurrect, renew, and revive your people, O God. Hear our prayer. God of death and resurrection, we stand in grief for the family of the Texas DPS officer, Chad Walker, and Capitol Police Officer William Evans, who have given their lives and duty. We also lift our prayers for the officer who was injured. We lift our prayers, oh God, for the mass shootings in the last two weeks, the one in Georgia and the one in Boulder. God, even as we know that you welcome these souls home, we know that their families and friends and fellow officers are grieving. We pray that you wrap them in your loving arms and comfort them in their grief. Sometimes, God, we stand with Mary at the empty tomb with no words to say, only tears to express our grief and unbelief. Even as we grieve their injuries and loss, we know that we gather this day in the promise of their resurrection and though they will lay their earthly bodies in a tomb, they are not there. We give thanks for their lives and their service and for all that serve you. Oh God, hear our prayer. And now we pray in one voice the words that Jesus gave us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed are you, O God, the creator of all things. By your power and love, you continue to deliver your people from bondage. Thwart the design of evil. Show the way through the wilderness. Turn hardship to righteousness and reveal your hand upholding the just. Blessed are you, O Christ, servant of the universe. You come among us to feed and heal and teach, to confound the haughty, to confuse the deceivers, to challenge the wrong-hearted, and in all things give hope to those who've longed for peace. I'm going to pause for a moment. And give you a few instructions. If you'll notice on the top of your cup, before we begin, begin the breaking of the bread and the pouring of the cup, there's this little clear plastic. You can peel that back, and your wafer will be inside. And then the foil top, you just peel that, and your joints, and you'll be able to get to your juice. Okay. <laughs> When Jesus was at the table with his disciples, he took the bread and he blessed and he broke it, saying, Take, eat, this is my body 
broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In a like manner, he took the cup and he poured it out, saying, This cup is the cup of my new covenant, sealed in my blood. Shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. Whenever you drink it, do this in remembrance of me. Remembering the Lord's self-giving love as we partake of this bread and this cup, we proclaim the mysteries of faith. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. Blessed are you, O Spirit, giver of life. Give us words when we have none. Fill us with your vision when we have the most need. You give us voices to proclaim our faith in every hour. Be our guide and teacher today and always. Come now, O Prince of Peace, Spirit of Love, Breath of Life, Bring to this hurting world all the joy that Mary knew and teach us to proclaim with her, I have seen the Lord in the unity of the Trinity and gratitude of this great day of resurrection. We praise you, God, of all that is now and forever. Amen. And please join me in the prayer after communion. Take and eat. (laughs) Here at this table, celebrate the resurrection as you feed us with the bread and wine. And as much as we might prefer to stay here in this protected place, you send us back to do our work. Because we know that you are here with us and in us, shaping and transforming us to be your witnesses in the world, nourished in body, mind, and spirit. Give you glory. Amen. Our hymn ascending this morning is Come Good Christians, I'll Rejoice and Sing.
the steadfast love of the Lord be yours this day and forevermore. Hallelujah. Christ was raised from the dead by the glorious power of the Father. Set out then on a new life with Christ and with blessings of God Almighty. May the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit be among you and remain with you now and forever. Amen. Amen.